Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this week's Squidly Career Podcast. I'm Helen and I'm joined by Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hi, everybody. So... Just as we did last week, it's probably worth us just thinking about when we're recording this because I think everything is changing so quickly that it's useful to know what this moment in time is when we're recording it. So we are recording on Wednesday, March 25th. And I think people in the UK have probably been working from home for, what, almost a week now? I think I probably started last Monday being, like, working from home. And it feels like we're all trying to find a bit of a new normal, like new routines, new spaces that we're trying to work in. I'm currently working in a room at my house that's normally full of washing. <laughs> I try and avoid <laughs> most days of the week and now I'm trying to be much more tidy. So that is one upside of this. I have a tidier room than I had before. And I think that there are kind of some ups. Uh, what are some of your ups, Sarah, for this new way of working? I've done more exercise. I think because you've A, been encouraged to, uh, and also I think because it's been limited, I'm like, oh, well, if you're going to limit the amount of exercise I can do, then I'm going to make the most of it. And I'm like, it is that thing, isn't it, of how did it take this to encourage me to go out for a run? But that is apparently what's happened. So I'm doing yoga every day, a live virtual yoga session every day. And I've signed up to a month of that. And yesterday I really didn't fancy it and I still did it and I I felt better. So the exercise thing is definitely a plus. I keep waking up really achy. (laughs) So I'm like, oh God, my legs really Like a good ache. Yeah, in a smug way, obviously. Uh, I'm getting really really hungry because I think I'm actually burning off more calories. And I do think it's a different, I'm sort of seeing all my family more, which hasn't been a bad thing. (laughs) yet (laughs) you know we're not like arguing and I've seen more of Max my little boy probably a bit more my partner everything feels much more at home I guess like integrated versus often I'm quite separated off going off and doing all the things that we do I'm not sure I'd want it forever if I'm honest Mm -hmm. but I don't mind it for now but I think that's because I'm three days in four days in so I think, yeah, one of my ups, I have those ones. I am doing more exercise, surprising for me. I'm seeing my family more. I'm also doing like more cooking and I find cooking makes yeah, me really nice. happy. It's a way, yeah, I feel like I've got more time to, like, you know how you get creative when you've got constraints? Because I'm almost like, oh, I can't just go out and buy all these ingredients. I've got to kind of work with what I've got. I feel like I'm just getting a bit more creative and I, and I like cooking. And do you know what? There are like new sessions. Tonight I'm doing a virtual pub quiz um, oh, yeah. and I'm doing this like virtual hot breakfast thing on on Friday morning that I'm quite excited about so I think I'm finding new ways to stay curious so that's that they're all my ups but I think there are downs for people as well the lack 
potentially of contact, especially for some people. I mean, you and I are both at home with our family at the moment, but for a lot of people, I think they're probably affected by a lack of contact during this time, that connection with people. Maybe they're, you know, having to spend time with people that they don't want to as well in their own home. So I think, yeah, there are ups and there are downs. So it's definitely a turbulent time. And we hope that this podcast, we want to keep doing it and keep being a source of inspiration, maybe a bit of information and hopefully lots of action for people with their careers as well. So hopefully that's what this podcast can do for you each week. And before we talk about today's topic, an announcement, um, (laughs) we are launching Podcast Plus, everybody. So we're doing Squiggly Quiz Pod Plus. Pod Plus. Plus. Yeah, we'll get the name right. Uh, So Squiggly Quiz Pod Plus is a weekly sort of activity that Sarah and I are going to be doing. It's an online way that you can join us and have a discussion with us about the podcast. So on a Thursday, and the next one is going to be Thursday the 2nd at 9am, you can join Sarah and me. We're going to be on a Zoom, and I will give you the code in a minute, but I'll also tell you where you can go get the code from if you've not got a pen and paper to write this down. But we're going to be on Zoom for 30 minutes. We're going to talk through some of the stuff that we're going to talk about in today's podcast. We're going to talk through a particular model about how you can use it. And we we use a particular live drawing technique whenever we're delivering our sessions. So you'll be able to see us doing that. And you'll also get the chance to ask any questions that you've got about this week's podcast. And also we're going to do a bit of curiosity crowdsourcing. So if there is anything that's really helping you or inspiring you at the moment, we're going to share that on the community. We're doing our first one. Actually, uh, tomorrow is our first one. So we'll see how that goes. And yeah, you hopefully will join us for the next Pod Plus that we're going to do. And then one other thing I wanted to mention that uh, we're part of, which I think hopefully could be useful and interesting for lots of people listening is um, a virtual learning summit that has been launched, which is called Towards Utopia. So Utopia are a company that um, do lots of really interesting learning and development, particularly in the kind of diversity and inclusion area, people that we know really well. And they've invited us to run a session as part of this learning summit that they have created. And the way it works is actually there's loads of short sessions over about a three or four week period. So you can either buy a pass and I think get unlimited access to all of them, which would be like a learning extravaganza, which is very appealing. Or you can have a look at the sessions and just buy like one or two, depending on the different topics that you're interested in. So we're doing one on the 3rd of April, which is Growth Mindset in Action. There are people like Scott Morrison, who's been on this podcast as a guest before. He's doing one about kind of bringing the boom, which is his <laughs> way of talking about how do you find creativity and energy. And I've seen him do that session before. and It was a really good session, so I'd recommend that one. He's really engaging and fun, very kind of upbeat and high energy. And actually, I'm going to sign up to one called Fear Hack, which is Hilary Gallo, who kind of runs like hacking workshops all about like how to overcome fear and adversity when things are feeling particularly strange and unusual. So I thought that one might be quite useful right now. Yeah, well timed. (laughs) Yeah. And so this week we're going to be talking about comfort and courage zones. And I think they both have a role to play in work and our development. And the important thing really is to be conscious about how much time you're spending in your comfort zone and in your courage zone and think about kind of things that you might want to do differently. So this is kind of like an ongoing endeavor, I guess. Just a kind of few points of principle around kind of what both these things are and kind of how they work together. First of all, it's really important to recognize that 
these are dynamic. So you don't have a comfort zone and a courage zone and they stay static. They change all the time. And inevitably, when we really think about this, things that can feel really courageous and, and quite scary over time can definitely become our comfort zone or something that might have been in our comfort zone actually becomes something that actually feels really brave because perhaps of a change of context or a change of situation. So these are kind of not set in stone. They very much kind of move depending on you and where you are right now. And I think I was reflecting on this. I think it's fair to say if you'd have asked Helen and I what our comfort zone and courage zone looked like even 10 days ago, it'd be quite different to what it looks like now. The situation and the context around us has changed so dramatically actually what fits in those zones also looks really different. So that's kind of the first point is they're dynamic and they change. The second point is there's no like good or bad here. Yes, we'll talk about optimising learning and what that kind of looks and feels like, but we all spend time in both comfort zone and kind of our courage zone. So there's no kind of right or wrong and they are obviously different for each of us. So that's the other important distinction is what's in my comfort zone could be in Helen's courage zone and kind of vice versa. So if you're doing this maybe as a team, so perhaps this is an exercise that you're going to do virtually all together and talk about comfort zones, courage zones, understanding and appreciating this will look and feel different for everyone, I think is really important. I always think about, you know, we went on the Chris Evans breakfast show. That yes. felt like something quite courageous for us because it was a big morning breakfast show. We hadn't met him before. We probably had an impression of what he was like. We didn't know what to expect. We were told before we went on that if you stay for longer than five minutes, that means that they like You've you. You've done well. Which, you know, <laughs> conversely means that if you get kicked off quickly, they don't. So that puts the pressure up a little bit. So that felt like it was really in both of our courage zones. Now, the reality for him is that he's been delivering breakfast shows on radio stations for a very, very long time. And he does it every day of the week, in which case that's much more like his comfort zone so the same experience for different people can be experienced very differently and um, I think it's just really important to not make assumptions about if you find something really comfortable that could still be really stretching and, and feel really courageous for somebody else. So let's just briefly talk about how you define comfort zone versus courage zone to make sure that we're really clear and then we'll get into kind of top tips and actions to kind of ask yourself around both of these areas. So I think your comfort zone, and it's a word that I think lots of us use pretty commonly to say, oh, I'm in my comfort zone or I'm really out of my comfort zone. But your comfort zone tends to be things you've done before that feel familiar, where there's routine, there's regularity, and you know you probably know how to do whatever that task or that action or that project is before you start. So there's probably not a, not a lot of you know, when you say, I don't know what I don't know, it's always kind of the opposite of that. You're like, I do know. I know what this looks like and I know kind of what the answer is. It's more about getting to that outcome probably as productively and efficiently as possible. That's probably the things that are more important when you're kind of doing things in your comfort zone. And I think this is the one where I also particularly want to stress that it is not a bad thing. I think people often think about comfort zones and assume that, you know, you shouldn't spend any time in your comfort zone because it's too easy I think we all need some time in a comfort zone because that's where we feel very kind of safe secure it's also when we can do things quickly and you know sometimes mm -hmm. we all have things in our jobs where we need to get things done with a pace and being kind of productive so you can recover as well like in a comfort yeah. zone I think if you spent quite a lot of time in a courage zone where maybe you're working at pace you're really challenging yourself you're feeling a bit out of depth then actually spending a bit of time in a comfort zone is a place where I think that you can 
build back a bit of resilience and maybe like reinforce your confidence a little bit as well? So that's your comfort zone. And the courage zone, as you kind of expect, is sort of the opposite. And I really like this quote from one of the articles that we'll include in the resources about the reason to believe for the courage zone. What's the kind of why of why we should spend time in the courage zone, which inevitably can feel kind of scary and kind of more uncertain. But the function of the brain, as well as the nature of learning, is not fixed, but adaptable. And when you enter more novel and volatile environments, your brain absorbs more. Essentially, what that is saying is you will learn more the more time you spend in your courage zone. And I think we all intuitively know that because, you know, there's always those, you know, those diagrams where there's the circle and in the circle it says your comfort zone and there's a little arrow out of it. Um, And it says like where the magic magic happens. happens. It's so like cheesy. (laughs) It's like awful. But... You know, we all see those things and we do, I think, intuitively know that actually to kind of learn and grow, we need to do things where we don't know the answers, where there is more ambiguity, there's more uncertainty. But we also know that's more difficult, it's more uncomfortable, you know, you're more likely to fail, all of those kind of things. And so if you're asking us which of those, you think about like human reactions to kind of fight or flight, oh, which of those states would you like to be in? (laughs) Of course, it's really natural to kind of default to that comfort zone. And often when we do these sessions, you know, when we were doing these sessions with people in rooms and talking to people about, you know, comfort zones and courage zones, often over time, we've just not really thought about this and just ended up spending more and more time in our comfort zone. And I think sometimes the more time you spend in it, the harder it feels to make that transition to then go back into kind of your courage zone. Whereas I think there are sometimes other people who are spending so much time in their courage zone it's sort of killing them and it's so high stress high octane they're not getting any time as you talked about having to kind of recover so even within one organization you can find loads of people in loads of spending lots of kind of different time in those two zones but hopefully that gives you a kind of useful starting point to think about okay so I probably had some idea of what they were talking about but kind of what does this mean for me in the work that I'm doing right now And before we get on to some tips, and we're going to frame those tips in, how can you spend more time in your comfort zone? How can you spend more time in your courage zone? Before we get on to those tips, it's very useful to be conscious of where you are right now, where you're operating right now, but also conscious of where you want to be. As Sarah said earlier, there's no right or wrong about, you know, what percentage of time should you be spending in different zones and where should you be? This is a very personal thing and it's not where you are right now, but we sort of need to work that out for you before we can help you with what you might want to do. So in terms of some thoughts about being conscious of where you are right now, think about three activities you do today that are in your comfort zone and three activities you do that are in your courage zone. So maybe if we do one each, Sarah. So I think one activity that I do that is in my comfort zone probably my daily career tips that for someone else might be quite challenging but my daily career tips they feel like they're in my comfort zone now I've been doing them for about two years I do them every day I do some research and I put them out there and they they feel nice and I, and I like doing them and I know that I have developed an ability to do them as well so that's something that I do every day that is in my comfort zone something that is in my courage zone would be If I'm asking somebody for help, so sometimes Sarah will say to me, oh, you should just get in touch with that person for X, (laughs) Y, and Z reason. She's she's like laughing because she knows that I find it hard. And I'll be like, oh, that feels a bit courageous, like just reaching out without having a relationship. And so I think every time I reach out to somebody 
for a reason when I don't feel like I've got a relationship in place that always feels to me like quite a courageous action to do and sometimes it's one that I avoid because it's almost like I'm not quite ready for that courage thing so that's mine Sarah what is one activity that you do in comfort probably podcast I think okay given we've given we've done the podcast now for a couple of years and again it's not that I don't prepare for it and actually I, I really care about making sure that they are hopefully really useful and really practically useful for everyone but I think just the act of kind of recording a podcast knowing how they work kind of what good looks like and often we find people ask us about oh we're thinking about starting a podcast what would you suggest or advise and I always feel kind of quite comfortable kind of sharing our knowledge and our insights because I think we've kind of learned as we've gone basically learned on the job so I wouldn't say I could make a podcast for anyone else I've got no technical (laughs) knowledge but you know I feel kind of comfortable doing these kind of our version of a podcast I guess and then one in the courage zone This week, we've been doing more than we would usually do, looking at, say, like numbers and forecasting um, Mm. for obvious reasons, because of lots of kind of changes in in our environment. And I'm always naturally, I think, very kind of positive, optimistic and kind of upbeat. And I think part of doing really good kind of forecasting is you also have to do things like worst case scenarios. That takes quite a lot of courage for me because I find that difficult to just even contemplate but I completely understand rationally why that's a good thing to do it's just emotionally I think I find it really hard and so Mm. it's interesting to work out often with your courage zone you know what it looks like but what we've both just described is you get good at avoiding it Uh, another two things for you to think about so first of all it's that kind of what activities you're doing in those different zones the second thing is to reflect on the time you're spending in them so overall how much time are you spending what percentage of your working week are you spending in those different zones and then the third thing to think about is how much time would you like to be spending them in them so you might say oh I spend 60% of time in my comfort zone 40% of time in my courage zone and if I was going to be really conscious about it I would actually like it to be the other way do you know I really feel ready at this time in my career and where I'm at in my company that I want to be 60% really stretching and challenging myself in my comfort zone again no right or wrong but before we can help you move forward we sort of need to know where you are right now hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
And so what we're going to do is we're going to give you a couple of ideas. If you're somebody who would like to spend more time in your comfort zone, what could you do practically? What might that look like? And I'll talk that through. And then Helen's going to talk about a couple of ideas for spending more time in your courage zone. So comfort zone, three S's. I have actually managed to get to three S's for this. It's a good way to maybe remember um, three ideas that all begin with S. So the first thing is to think about support. So I think when you when you want to spend more time and need to spend more time in your comfort zone, it's often because there are challenges or stresses or strains that you do need help with. And often people don't always know that we need help. And I think sometimes we assume that people do know that and they don't. Thinking about who can support you and then thinking about how you can ask for that support and being, I think, probably as specific as you can in terms of what is it that you need that support with. So let's say, for example, if you're going, I'm really just really struggling to kind of cope today. Actually, I was just thinking, you you and I have done this quite well this week, I think, because our days and our weeks at the moment are a topsy-turvy and a bit all over the place. (laughs) I think we've both known this week when we've sort of needed to check in with the other person to say, actually, I just need a bit of support. I'm having a bad moment, a bad day. I'm just not feeling quite so good right now. I kind of, I need a bit of help to kind of stay in my comfort zone a bit more when we're spending probably so much time in our courage zone. Mm. So I think that's the first one is who can support you and what support do you need? The second one is strengths. So at a moment where you're thinking, I want to spend more time in my comfort zone, think about and figure out how can you spend more time using your strengths. I think whenever we use our strengths, we tend to enjoy the work that we do and feel more confident And we tend to do good work, just generally. All of those kind of things help to add up to a virtuous circle, I think, of just kind of feeling good, feeling a bit more confident with ourselves. And so even I think for me, actually, this week, there's been a few things where I thought I'm going to do this thing, not because actually it's at the top of the priority list or it's something I need to do. It's because I know it's something that I'm good at. And I think I've actually needed a few of those moments this week of being like, I'm going to do this thing that I know I'm good at and I know I enjoy And that has just helped me to spend a bit more time in my comfort zone where I probably needed a bit of that this week. And then the first, the third S is about sensibility. So I think it's really important to know when is the right time to spend more time being courageous and when it's okay to spend time in your comfort zone and to give yourself the permission to spend time in your comfort zone. And I do think this sometimes also relates to what's going on outside of your work. So if you're spending lots of time in your courage zone or you've got a lot of complexity outside of your work life, that's perhaps not the time to try and spend loads of time in your courage zone at work. And I can actually think of a specific moment in time where I was coming back from maternity leave and I got a new job in a new type of company that I'd never worked in before. There was kind of lots of courage in kind of the new job that I'd got. And there was a lot of kind of new courage stuff in kind of my life and I think at that moment in time actually it sort of all imploded (laughs) into like too much simultaneously and I think actually that perhaps wasn't quite the right choice at that moment and there's a lovely quote in one of the Harvard Business Review articles that we will uh, link to which is don't confuse bravery with sensibility stretching your comfort zone when you're not ready or don't need to can add more stress than skill and I think that so, mm. so you know when somebody writes something you're like that is so smart and just sensible 
Yeah, yeah, I think, um, was it Ad- it's Andy Malinsky who wrote that? We'll link to the article and put it on amazingif.com. But he's done quite a few. I was searching for stuff, and you know how everyone's always like, step outside of your comfort zone. I was mm. like, hang on, has anyone written anything on stepping inside your comfort zone? Turns out Andy Malinsky is the person that has <laughs> written about that. Who's your guy for stepping inside the comfort zone? I think, particularly if you think, oh, do you know what? I want to feel okay about spending some time in my comfort zone. I don't want to be feel like I'm being judged for it. I think his work is like quite comforting to read because it feels like it's okay. He's got a very sensible perspective on why it's okay. And if you feel like you need that because you feel like everyone else is like, you should just reach for the stars every day. <laughs> then I think Andy Walitsky is quite a comforting voice to read. So I just felt the pressure then that you had three S's. So I've quickly created three <laughs> C's, but one is tenuous, Sarah. <laughs> um, so my first C, and this is for, if you're thinking, do you know what? I would like some more courage. I feel ready for it and I want it. So how do I get it? Here you go. Three C's for getting more courage. The first one is to create, not wait. So if you want a more courageous opportunity through the work that you're doing, don't expect your manager to know that and just give it to you and be like, hi, Sarah, here's this courageous opportunity I've got for you. You might have a brilliant manager who might, you might be able to have the conversation, they might be able to spot the opportunities, But let's assume that that is not the case. And in which case, you've got to understand what courage looks like for you. And you've got to try and create those opportunities. So, you know, I might say, oh, okay, a courageous thing for me is to have more difficult conversations. I'm not going to wait for Sarah to go, well, here are five difficult conversations you can have this week. What I might say is, okay, I've thought about these things that we've got to ask and I've thought about what's challenging and I'm going to set myself a target of one difficult conversation per week. That's me creating it. So just think about that principle of creating the courageous opportunity for yourself, not waiting for somebody else to give it to you. The second C is about connecting, but it's very specifically about connecting with challenges. So that's like two C's. C's. I know, I know. Wait, wait till you get to the third one. <laughs> connecting with challenges. So challenges are people that might sometimes be a bit difficult to talk to. So they, they generally have a different perspective from you or maybe a different approach. So maybe they're more into debate where you're kind of like somebody who is more of a, a listener and collaborator. Maybe it's a challenger who's really asking asks hard questions and really wants to debate with you or maybe they just believe and think something entirely different from what you believe and think when we have conversations with those people sometimes it can open our minds it can help us to see things in different perspectives but it's not easy and they're often quite courageous conversations to have so what you really want to do is see, think about, am I spending any time with any people that I have those types of conversations with? Or is everybody thinking like me? Which might be that you're spending comfortable time with comfortable people and we want to spend some courageous time with challenging people. So first of all, are you doing that? And the other thing is to try and you know set those conversations up. One thing that really helped me as a manager told me this a long time ago, it's really stuck with me, was about having challenge and build sessions or conversations. If I had a project, and and I would still do this now, if I had a project that I really cared about, what I would do is I would go to somebody who I thought might be quite critical or have a different perspective on it. And I would say, oh, I'd love to talk to you and have a challenge and build conversation. Now, what that meant was 
I was going into it knowing that they were probably going to disagree with me or have a very different perspective or really, you know, be critical of my ideas. But because I had set that situation up and I had chosen that person, I wasn't defensive about it and it felt okay to do. So think about, are you spending time challenging people? And if it helps you to feel okay about doing it, then think about does the framing of it being a challenge and build conversation help me? And my third one, are you ready? There's a tenuous C. I feel like this is, I feel like you're building up something here that's not that big a deal. My third C is to accumulate, it's a bit tenuous. Yeah, I mean, that's just cheating. (laughs) Your BMDs. And these are brief moments of discomfort. It is a term from Farah Store's work. Farah Store wrote a book called The Discomfort Zone. And the idea here is that If you can think about one brief moment of discomfort, maybe every day, and you accumulate them, then over time, you get more comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. So it's just about thinking on a daily basis, am I doing something that feels uncomfortable? Because the more that you can do that, the better it is for you. It doesn't always have to be the massive thing, like having that difficult conversation or asking for that pay rise or saying no, if you've always find yourself saying yes, it can just be a small thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. But when you accumulate those brief moments of discomfort, it doesn't feel so difficult maybe when you're trying to do something that might seem a bit more significant and a bit bigger. Okay, so let's just summarise then where we are because we talked about quite a few different things there. So first thing is to really understand where you are. Be conscious of where you are today in terms of your comfort and your courage zone and be conscious of where you want to go. We've got to kind of get that as our first starting point. If you want to be more in your comfort zone, there are three things that you can do. You want to think about your support. You want to think about your strengths and you also want to kind of take a sensible sort of approach to it and be pragmatic. If you want to spend more time in your courage zone, the three things that you can do there. The first thing is that you can think about creating, not waiting. The second thing is that you can have more connections with challenges. And the third thing is you can accumulate your BMDs, your brief moments of discomfort. So we hope that was really useful. We'd love to hear some feedback on if you're trying out, spending a bit more time in your comfort or challenge zone, how it went, which things were useful, maybe which things weren't. We're always kind of interested in how our ideas kind of work in your different realities. So if you have five minutes while you are working from home to maybe write as a review, just always be really grateful for that. And next week, I'm really excited about the episode that we'll be sharing with you. It's a special guest episode. So you perhaps have heard some of those before where... Once a month, we interview somebody who we think is making work and careers better in some way. And yesterday, I actually interviewed Margaret Heffernan. So she is the author of six books in total. Her TED Talks have had over 11 million views. She's a serial CEO. And her latest book is called Uncharted, How to Map the Future Together. It could not be more topical, I think it's fair to say. I sort of read the book once and then had to reread it in light of everything that was happening (laughs) to kind of make sure, you know, I understood it and and was going to be able to have a useful conversation. So she is doing an amazing job helping all of her community at the moment. So I was very grateful that she still kind of spent the time chatting to us. But her insights and kind of research are just really I think everyone will find it really interesting and there's some really kind of practical points that she makes around things like friendship we talked about how to build really good networks how to actually think about the future in terms of possibilities and a really nice mix of what does it mean for your organization and actually what does it mean for you as an individual 
I'm looking forward to listening to it too. Excited. So that is it for this week. We will leave it there for you. Links to everything will be on amazingif.com and we'll be back with you next week or at least Sarah will. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.